You're listening to the King's Church Podcast. Visit us online at kingswisbeach.org.uk. For me, this section of Scripture brings to the foreground the question, as Verity pointed out earlier on in the service, how do we hear from God? Now, this is an important question in finding out how we can live our lives in technicolor, to live in the fullness of life that God has given us, we need to know how to hear from him so we could respond to him. God is obviously communicating things here. And in this example, he does this communicating through dreams. The first thing I want to say today, the first point, here we go, I've summed them up in one or two words, is variety. Okay. Elsewhere in the Bible, we can see that God communicates in a variety of ways. I know here it's dreams, but he's not limited to just dreams. He could also communicate through visions, which is like seeing pictures in your mind while you're awake, through prophetic words, through the scripture, through the Bible. Through, through burning bushes, like Moses, through still, small voice. We often pay attention to the dramatic, don't we? They, they capture our attention. And often when we're desperate to hear from God, we say, God, speak to me, give me a sign. And we're expecting some huge, big, dramatic, major something to happen. And often we start to think that God only speaks to us through big and dramatic things. He can, but it doesn't happen very often. So does this mean God's not interested? Or is God keeping quiet most of the time? I would say no, he's not. He is constantly speaking to those who will hear him. He's also speaking to those who don't hear him. He's constantly trying to communicate. But we need to learn and get good at hearing him. God often speaks through small and ordinary things. That kind gesture that suddenly popped into your head for you to do. That word of encouragement you wanted to go and say someone, oh, well done, you know, thanks for that. Sometimes we need to listen and respond to God's voice that is still and small. James 1.17 says, every good and perfect gift comes from God. So all the good stuff that's happening around us, God is in it. Sometimes for us, it's a small behavior adjustment that we need to make because this will lead to bigger things. Not a huge, big, dramatic thing. It's, it's a nudge. You know, if you nudge a satellite that that's traveling through space, if you nudge it just one degree off its course, just a teeny tiny little bit off its course, a few years later, that satellite will be absolutely miles away from where it was supposed to be. Because you just gave it that one little nudge, just one degree, of course. 
And sometimes God does that with us as well. He calls us to make small little adjustments to things we do in our lives. And actually, over time, that leads to great dramatic effect. But what's that got to do with dreams? I don't know. So I'm going to come back to my point. Um, here we see Joseph in our story interpreting dreams. And yes, okay, dreams can be a pretty big or a loud way of communicating, but they're just one of a multitude of ways that God may choose to communicate with us. Okay, my second point is kind of, I've already mentioned it briefly, but I, worth, I think it's worth digging into a bit, is everyone, everyone. One thing I noticed from this story is God communicates with everyone all the time. It's not just something reserved for Christians. God loves everyone and communicates with everyone, not just those who love him back. He's not that kind of God. We see that God gave dreams to Joseph a while ago, and okay, Joseph loves God, so yeah, that we can understand that. But in the stories we heard today, God gave dreams to the cupbearer and to the baker, prisoners. They'd obviously done some terrible things to be locked up in there. Maybe not. Maybe Pharaoh is the terrible person for locking them up unjustly. But he also gives Pharaoh dreams as well. They're not part of the Israelite nation. They're not part of God's chosen people. They're Egyptians. And let's point out no one, not even Joseph, is a Christian. Okay? Jesus was still thousands of years off coming to the world at this point. Okay? So none of them are Christians. Yet God is still speaking to them. An example from today's world where God is actively communicating with non-Christians through dreams is seen most strongly in the Muslim world. According to an article I read on the website Joel News, so judge for yourself the accuracy of this information, but I have heard of legitimate reports, so it, it could be true. Uh, but they say that almost 25% of Muslims that come to Jesus encounter him through dreams and visions. And that often these dreams and visions come to them when they seek God intensively, but don't have a knowledge of the gospel or any contact with Christians. And these supernatural occurrences happen all over the Islamic world. And Muslims experience these dreams with such an intense reality that afterwards they surrender their lives to God and become Christians. So this is just one example of God communicating with everybody, which is good news, because that means he's also communicating with you, and he's also communicating with me on a regular basis. That's good. But this means we need to learn how to hear God, to acknowledge that it's him speaking and not just a good idea that we've had. 
which leads to my third point, number three. Seek counsel. Now, let's be clear. When we're talking about God speaking, we need to be a bit careful. We need to know that not every dream comes from God. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? Not every dream you have comes from God. I know for me, some of the dreams I've had, but they certainly haven't been from God. All right. And, and you might be able to say the same thing as well. Thank goodness that wasn't God telling me something there. Okay. Not every dream comes from God. And this goes for other things too. All right. You know, God can speak to us through, through music, through songs, through the melody or the lyrics. We heard from Dave Brock the other week from the One Door Cinema Club how God can speak through movies. But Satan can also use movies and songs to communicate with us as well. He's not a creator. He can only take what is already created and twist it for his evil purposes. This means that dreams can also be twisted by Satan. Prophecy, gifts of knowledge can also be twisted. That's why we end up with clairvoyance and psychics and stuff. Because they are counterfeits of the real thing. They're a twisting of the real revelation of God. They are corrupted version of it. And we saw when Jesus was being tempted in the desert that Satan can even take passages from the Bible and twist their meaning. Okay? So we need to get good at discerning what is God and what is not. How can we hear his voice how do we know it's him speaking well when it for me when it comes to dreams i know i know i dream when i wake up 98 percent of the time i forget what i dreamed about straight away don't know what it was about but on the very rare occasion when I wake up and I remember the dream quite vividly, that's when I start to think, ah, okay, maybe, maybe this could be God trying to tell me something. But just like anything, any supernatural communication like prophecy or gifts of knowledge or whatever, we need to test it, okay? We need to have them weighed. Don't go jumping off a cliff or whatever it is just because, oh, I've had a dream, so blah, 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 I'm going to go and do this or say this or whatever. Or I've had, a, I've had a prophetic word, so, you know, I'm, I'm going to sell my house and jump on the next plane and end up in outer Mongolia somewhere because that's what someone told me in a prophecy. Test things, all right? Weigh them. Pause. Pray about it. Take it to a wise Christian and say, this is something that I've received and I, I'm not sure. It could be from God. What do you think? And they will then pray about it. And together, the Bible says together, 
we can discern the will of God. So how do you test and weigh God communication like a dream? One thing I suggest you do not do, do not Google dream interpretation, okay? Now I did that in preparation for this sermon just to see what would happen, all right? And thousands of websites appeared instantly offering to do just that. We'll interpret your dreams and have you dreamt about this and how about, you know, have your teeth been falling out in your dreams and blah, 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 and this is what it means and blah, 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 right? Pretty shady, all right, and also extremely formulaic, yeah? Teeth falling out means this. No room or space for anything else. Kind of like horoscope kind of stuff, yeah? Don't go there, all right? We know Freud was interested in dream interpretation, wasn't he? And the fruit of his life shows us that he was not the best judge of character and that some of his interpretations were simply diabolical, all right? Someone like that, you look at the fruit of their life. The Bible says, how do you know if that root is in God? Well, if you want to know the root of something, you look at the fruit. And we look at that and we go, uh, 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 uh. no, thank you. Right, so we have to test dreams in the same way as prophecy or interpretation of tongues or whatever it is. Firstly, it must line up with the word of God, what the Bible says. If it goes against what the Bible says, it's not from God. Throw it out. Okay? It must also line up with who we know Jesus to be. The Bible says, doesn't it? How do we know Jesus' voice? Well, the sheep know my voice. Talking about the good shepherd, right? Why? Because the sheep are constantly around the shepherd, always with him. It must line up with who we know Jesus to be. It's our relationship with Jesus that helps us as well. Some of us are led very strongly by our emotions. I know I can be at times. We must be careful with the, well, if it feels right, it must be God. Okay? It might not be. We might be suffering from felt lead poisoning. Okay? I feel led to do this. My emotions are telling me to do that. Maybe not. Check it out. Weigh it. Test it. Is it God? It's very wise to seek outside counsel, counsel that is outside of yourself. Now, the baker did this, the cupbearer and Pharaoh. They all went to seek counsel that was outside of themselves. Pharaoh summons the magicians. Tell me what does this dream mean? The baker and the cupbearer, they were distressed because they were locked up in prison. They were unable to go to someone else to ask for help with interpretation. But they did the right thing. Go to wise Christians. Go to wise counsel. Take your dream or your prophecy or whatever it is to wise Christians you know and ask them to pray about it and see if it lines up with what God is saying, especially the big dramatic stuff. And because it's big and dramatic, we're very prone, aren't we, to be impressed by big and dramatic things. 
If someone delivers a prophecy in such a way with such a voice, we think, oh, that must be God speaking. That was really dramatic. Or, ooh, you know, I felt a bit of a tingle or whatever. That must be God. No, test it out, all right? Anyone can put on a fancy voice, yeah? Still, test it out. Don't be impressed by outward appearances. Still test and weigh things. 1 Thessalonians 5, 20 and 21 tells us, do not despise prophecies, but test everything. And then hold on to what is good, which implies you chuck out the stuff that's not. Okay? And this is all built on our relationship with God. I believe the most important verses from those huge big chunks of scripture we heard read to us today are these two very small little verses. In his dealings with the baker and the cupbearer in chapter 40, verse 8, Joseph says, Then Joseph said to them, Do not interpretations belong to God. And in chapter 41, verse 15, Pharaoh says to Joseph, I had a dream and no one can interpret it. But I've heard it said of you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. And he says, I cannot do it, Joseph replied to Pharaoh. What a brave thing to say. But God will give Pharaoh the answer he desires. Joseph had this gift of dream interpretation from God. But he doesn't go around saying, I know what your dreams are about. It's not about him, it's about God. And it's our relationship with God that will help us to know if it's him speaking or not. Do you know how they train bank tellers? They might have to change this training when money just goes all digital. But how, how do bank tellers get trained to know that the notes that they are dealing with are genuine or fake? What they do is they give the bank tellers loads and loads and loads. They spend hours and hours and hours and hours with genuine notes. That's it. They don't give them any fakes because it's spending time with the genuine thing that helps you to spot the fake. It sticks out like a sore thumb because you've got to know the real thing so well. You know how the note feels, how it weighs in your hand, the tiny little dents and the little braille marks that they have in the top right hand corner. You know how thick it feels. You know how they respond when you rub one against another as you count them out. You know the subtle differences in color. You, you get the idea. You get to know the genuine thing really well. So when a fake comes along, it's like, oh, pff, well, that's obvious. That's, that's, not, that's not a genuine one. It, it doesn't fit. And we need to do the same thing with our relationship with God. We need to spend time with him, reading the Bible, praying, being in his presence, walking with him as we go through our day, doing our day with Jesus. Get to know him really well. So when the fake comes along, or when you get a dream, 
is this of God? I don't know. Some of them you'll be able to go, yeah, that, that's a fake straight away. I could tell because I read my Bible. I spend time with God. I know what's genuine and I know what's fake. So in conclusion, God speaks in a variety of ways. And this can include dreams. Everyone can hear from God, and that includes you and me. We need to learn how to listen and identify his voice. The way we do this is by testing the word or the dream against scripture, by seeking counsel from wise Christians, and most importantly, we can know his voice because we have built a relationship with him by spending time with him, learning to trust him and respond to him. God is speaking. Are we listening? Amen. Oh,